Hello, everyone. Welcome in to the eighth episode of the Production Line podcast. I'm your host, Garth Wickham. Grant Wickham. And Andy. So I knew this week was going to be a good week in Red Wings world when uh, Jonathan, Jonathan Bergeron confused Grand Rapids, Ohio for Grand Rapids, Michigan. <laughs> There's just I no way. It was, it, like we, it's, like, it's only going to be a good week from here. I didn't even know there was a Grand Rapids, Ohio. It was, yeah. like a vill- it was a village. Like he, yeah. he said, it, he was like saying like how he thought it was this big city, and then he gets there and it's like maybe two hundred people. That's oh, he actually reported to Grand Rapids, Ohio. Yeah, so he drove. Oh, you didn't you didn't hear about this? No, I I heard like he thought like that. No, he drove there. He oh drove. God. He drove to Ohio and is like, why isn't this a city? <laughs> well, you think about it. You think about it. He's never like not lived in Sweden his entire life. And yeah, he comes over here, and then he's like, "What's going on?" I think that they'd have that set up. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 feel, I feel. I feel like he'd like they'd give him the address to the rink first. He'd like report to the rink. But I thought it was hilarious. That's that's so funny. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. Uh, oh, so yeah, we're gonna touch on. <laughs> A real good week in Red Wings land. Two games, both very fun. Um, Grant gets, Grant can tell us about um, his Grand Rapids uh, watching experience um, and some other talking points. But I was thinking about starting off with uh, the assistant captains were announced. Mark Stahl, Dan DeKaiser get the two A's. I don't know. What, what are your guys' thoughts right away? Uh, I like it. Uh, two veterans. You're not committing to anybody yet. And I think kind of like are putting yourself in a situation to save like an A for like a future player kind of ordeal. I mean, you had guys like Bertuzzi and Fabry that could have worn an A this year, but ultimately you want to like still wait for someone to prove it a little bit more, it seems like. And Mark Stahl can wear an A and same with the Kaiser. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like with the whole Bertuzzi will be missing games and stuff, like Garthy, you kind of said at one point he has kind of lost himself the A for at least this year. Oh, I didn't. I should probably bring this up while we're on Bertuzzi, not in Canada. It sounds like LA and New York. There's question marks if he's going to play there because Staples Center has announced you're not if you're not vaccinated, you're allowed to you're not allowed to come in. I don't think that's the case. I think I don't. I don't know. I I think that I think it might just be people, but like I saw something about athletes and stuff. So, so I, know Kyrie, I know Kyrie Irving isn't allowed to play games for he, in Brooklyn. He plays. Yeah. For them, doesn't he? Yeah, he plays for Brooklyn. You're not allowed to play in Brooklyn. So I don't know how it works. So I'll explain it a little bit. Um, okay. Basically, if you play for that team you, and you're not vaccinated, you can't play. But if you're from on an away team, you can play, which doesn't make sense. That's, it doesn't make any sense. Well, I, yeah. So I think I, it's the state, of, like, the state of New York's rules where everyone – Well, I know, it's the state, I know it's the rules, but like, I just yeah. don't make any sense how it works one way or not. So yeah, Kyrie Irving yeah. can't play a single game this season, basically. Yeah, which is hilarious. He's yeah, also a flat. He's also a flat earther. Did you know that? He's a yeah, odd duck. It's really funny because Grant said right before you came on, Andy, that we need to work work on staying on track. And I immediately <laughs> go into Kyrie Irving <laughs> being a flat earther. Yeah, <laughs> it's quality break stuff. To the, break to the NBA, Kyrie. Irving. Yeah, <laughs> but back to um, Mark Stahl, Dan DeKaiser. It gives me really major like, because uh, like with Robbie Fabry and Bertuzzi, like. They're not on long-term deals, 
So it's kind of like what's going to happen to him. And mm-hmm. just kind of like Ty, Ty goes to the veteran and you can kind of just give it to the veteran and not worry. And also, Mark, I don't think Mark Saul or Dan DeKaiser are getting traded this, this uh, season. No, they're not good enough. They're not good enough. Yeah, they're not going to bring enough back. I would have rather see a guy like Sam Gagne get it over one of the two of them. But... Yeah, look, I would have went like Stahl Gagne personally. Yeah. But like, yeah. that's kind of like I get that Dan DeKaiser gets it because he's the longest tenured Red Wing. Yeah, I don't care. Like I said, I don't really think assistant captains matter a whole lot right now. Nope, nope. As long as they're and, good in the locker room. Yeah, for sure. And I think yeah. they all like, – I think, honestly, both of them are. I, I think, think this whole a, team seems like they're good in the locker room together. <laughs> yeah, this week, yeah. Really in, this week really embodied Detroit yeah. versus everybody. And it's, like, yeah. really – it was really cool to see. Um, I think I'll do a little touch on a couple other things before we get into the games. Um, uh, the, like, the, the <laughs> Raymond uh, Cider TikTok was the most adorable thing ever. Yeah, that clapping at the same time? Yeah, the intuition challenge. That was, yeah. that was awesome. The yeah. Raymond reaction was hilarious. Yeah, they were fired up. And he's bossing uh, Carly Johnston. Like he's yeah. like, you tell us, you tell us when. Yeah. It was really funny. Um, yeah, uh, it's not really much to talk about. I just thought it was cool. Um, I was gonna do a little Frolunda roundup uh, because they're two two of our probably most exciting prospects right now, um, Elmer Soderbloom and. Simon Edvinson, really killing it lately. And just uh, yeah. What's that? Just been lighting up. Uh, Simon Edvinson scored his first goal. He's six points in 11 games now. And uh, there was an article that came out from – hold on, I have his name here. It's somewhere in here. Um, why did I – did I lose it? Oh, H- Henrik Lehman. He said how – Rarely, like, Simon makes mistakes and, like, without checking, he calls it, like, the biggest breakouts he's seen in a really long time from a player in the SHL. And he's, like, just, yeah. like, how quickly he's developed. Because last year, like, the biggest critique in his game was his decision-making and how he would make mistakes. But now it seems like he's really ironed that out. And he's playing 20 minutes a night without power play time, which is kind of crazy to think about. And he's still putting up – he's half a point per game as a defenseman. Yeah. More than half. Well, barely, but whatever. Still more than half. Yeah. And then Elmer, he's been scoring. He's got – I think he's at six points now this year, I think, roughly. Seven, I think. Maybe six. But, yeah, he's – man, he's for how big he is, he's such a great skater. Yeah, that's that's one thing that you uh, always notice. Where, like, I don't know, I guess for big guys, sometimes it looks like they're slow or they're not good skaters just because they're so – tall and lanky well it was the biggest thing with anthony mantha right yeah everyone's like, biggest complaint he's not moving his feet but like he's just so long well even another guy that like like i, I grew up watching i loved him was jeff carter everyone like thought he was a, he wasn't like the best or the fastest skater and then they're like, like when they watch him play they're like holy cow look at him go it's yeah like, well yeah just just because he's tall doesn't mean he's not flying it's just it looks more effortless out there for them but he's off to, he's off to a good start yeah, so, yeah, our, uh, Carter's starting out well there. Yeah. I'm really curious to see what happens with Soderblom after this year because he's playing anywhere from 9 to 13 minutes a night, which I think is kind of bullshit in my opinion, as he's the best, almost the best player on the ice every time he touches the ice. But I think he'll come over to Grand Rapids next year. I think he does. even crazier that – 
depending on what kind of camp he has next year. Because I do think he's really good watching him this year. And he's big, Mm -hmm. and he'll do everything. So it wouldn't be the craziest thing ever if he made the team next year. I know that's getting pretty far ahead. But I think he'll play in Grand Rapids next year, which would be exciting. Yeah, I think that's the I think it's the path that's gonna be him and uh Johansson too and Vero. So those three are definitely gonna be over. <laughs> that's another one we haven't talked about at all. Oh, he's been great too. Yeah, he has seven points in ten games, I think, as the defenseman. Yeah, he's awesome. And he's just such a tremendous skater. And I think he's averaging about sixteen to seventeen a night right now. But he plays top line power play minutes and then he's just tremendous with the puck on his stick. I know, like, this year, like, I'm super excited for, like, the team, and, like, I want them to do very well. Like, I know, like, and I'm thinking way too much of it, and I shouldn't be, like, saying this kind of thing, but, like, they really could use a really good forward prospect still. Yeah. We only have – we only really have, like, one really high-end forward prospect, in my opinion. That's, I, I mean, Ray, Raymond. Besides on the team or on the team right now? I'd still call Raymond. I guess you can still consider him a prospect. But I wouldn't I really – two guys in Grand Rapids right now that are pretty darn good prospects for forward. They're good prospects. They're not high end. No. I think they're we, both we like could... middle six players. Yeah. Which is nothing wrong with that. That's still that a good could prospect. end up being top six, but. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that's what, yeah, I'm overthinking it and I should, it shouldn't be like ruining on a good thing, but yeah, uh, we'll get right into the games. Um, Man, that game one was so much fun. From yeah. the player introductions, like I knew the player introductions and like the whole um, presentation was just unbelievable. Okay, can I touch on that before we? Get I have some. I have some idea. notes about it too. I think we actually might talk about the presentation. It's more gonna than... be a lot different than what I have to say. So okay, all right. So watching Detroit's presentation versus like, I forgot what game I was watching. It was Edmonton versus Vancouver. When okay. Edmonton did their introductions, they cheered for, like, four people. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, it was Nurse got loud cheers. McDavid. Hyman got some. McDavid got a, like, roar. Oh, and yeah. then, who was the other Dry one? Seidel. Dry Probably Seidel. Dry Seidel. And then Barry got, like, you barely heard anything for Barry. And I was like, okay. Yikes. And who was the other guy? Oh, Jesse got some cheers, too. The yes, Bison he- King. I love the account. I love uh, Dmitry Filipovich whenever he oh, tweets Jesse Puliarvi like licking his lips. Jesse Puliarvi might be <laughs> he my is favorite like, player in the league. He's awesome. He had a great game last night. Did you watch? Yes, I did watch. He was really good. I saw the highlights. He was yeah. I watched the first. All the stats yeah, I watched all three periods. Connor McDavid cranking one timers now. I love it. <laughs> What's you see what Leon said about that? Yeah. No. <laughs> he goes. What he goes. It was kind of. He goes. It was kind of fluffy, but good for him he's working on it <laughs> yeah. he goes he goes it was kind of fluffy or whatever because like, he's talking about the videos yeah, yeah. he's talking about the video and the goal because he had a one-timer goal last night i believe no this was way this was like a week ago when he said that so it was in like right before game started leon basically Bro. was talking about uh mcdavid practicing yeah one time no no the, the the video was last night after it's a post-game presser he said it again I'm pretty sure, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was a post-game okay. presser. Well, because he's talking about his fluffy one-timer a week ago during preseason. Yeah, or, or maybe it was after. Yeah, maybe it was then. Okay. 
yeah, but yeah, yeah either way he called, he called him out he's like yeah he's like he's fluffy. he says, he says <laughs> it's good for him though he needs to find something to work on or something like that yeah so i think that was like a week ago but the press loved that yeah everyone's yeah, laughing. Yeah. um but yeah i was gonna go into like so the player introductions like everyone like basically everyone got cheers like there was really no we didn't have a player like that everyone was all the fans were just pumped to be there more insider obviously got the biggest cheer he that was that was easily the loudest it was really easy to tell um but i thought the one was really funny was so they panned to the coaches and so they're going down like all the like the training staff and the coaches (laughs) doug huda whispers to blashel you can read his lips he's like he's like i'm not gonna get anything and he was silent (laughs) oh he said that yeah you can see his lips he's like i'm not gonna get anything watch and blashel smiled was it it was Tangay? Tangay said to Doug Huda after his, he's like, You hear that? Yeah. <laughs> They're having fun. <laughs> hey, uh, that's, one, that's one thing I noticed about uh, the first game, especially because, like, we're watching, like, after all the melees of the scruffs and stuff, is uh, freaking Blasho was out there. He was laughing. Like, he, he was enjoying himself on the bench. And I was like, Holy, yeah, it's good to see. I was like, like Well, I, I know. Um, it was, I think it was after Burt's second goal. He had just come off, and then they got a power play, so he got right back on. And he mm-hmm. kind of, like, Burt stopped and, like, looked back at him. He was, like, he asked him, like, asked him a question or something like that. And Blashov just goes, fucking go. And he started laughing. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> he just started smiling. He was, just fucking get out there. Like, whatever like that. But that's, <laughs> that's one funny. thing I noticed is, uh, was Blashov was, like, smiling a lot for, for I don't know, like, I coach. You don't, you don't really see that a lot. So like, he yeah. might be like happy, like he hasn't had a team like this. Since That's what I was gonna here. say. That's it's what I was exci- gonna say. Yeah, it's exci- like well. So one thing other too, I want to touch on the crowd. Um, a friend of mine was at the game on Friday, and I saw him at the Laker game Saturday. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, he was at the game on Thursday. He was there Friday, I believe. Right, the home opener Thursday, right. right? Yeah, it was home on Thursday. <laughs> and I saw him Friday, and he said he because they go to the Laker or they go to um, Wings games quite often. And he said it's been like five or six years since he's – he said, oh, actually, besides the farewell to the Joe weekend, mm-hmm. he said there hasn't been a crowd that electrifying and, and like in a, in a Wings game in years. I remember watching that. I remember watching the farewell to the Joe. That was a really good game. Yeah, yeah the, the, whole, the crowd was crazy. Yeah. I told Grant yeah. – I told Grant um, I want to get tickets for the home opener next year. Yeah. I'm going to make it work. I'm going to take time off, and we're going to go. Me and my buddies are trying to get the, the game in November when – McDavid's in town. Ooh, nice. Um, it's like Wednesday night, I think. I'm going. I'm going in Boston in two weeks. Nice. I'd like to say I'm going, but I don't think I can make it work this year. To be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. I'd right, like back to. to <laughs> back to the game. Um, so I thought like notable that Stetcher, like obviously Lindstrom beat out Stetcher. Like Mickey Redmond kind of hinted that like he was fighting an injury. Which I don't know if it's true or not, but like anyway, like so I thought that was interesting. I take anything Mickey says with a grain of salt. I agree because I heard that too, and I was didn't think anything of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Larkin gets the goal early. Uh, I thought I thought Ned was fantastic in the first period. Yep, agreed. Yeah, and he then, was. And then we opened the second period up with uh, Will Bertuzzi in between the legs. How do you do? So that yeah. was absolutely disgusting. The fact that he did that, and it's Bertuzzi, he usually doesn't do that, like, kind of move. Mm-hmm. I mean, he'll make some – he'll have some nice goals, but you put in 
that nice move. And then you think about the two defensemen that he was on the rush against. Yeah. It was Sergachev and Hedman. And then the goalie he scored on is the best goalie in the world. Best goalie we've actually seen since Hashik, in my opinion. Right. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. It's just it was that, so disgusting on so many levels. That that first Burt goal, like that first one, he uh he it kind of reminded me of when he was in prospects camp and he went between the legs and then flicked no. the uh, defenseman's stick out of the yeah, way. Yeah, it was uh I don't know, this is gonna be a deep cut for anyone that actually listens and knows who this person is. It was Dylan Sadaway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's who sticky swatted. Yes. It, we so traded we traded a fourth round pick for that guy and he turned yeah. out to be nothing. Yeah, from from oh. San Jose, right? Yep. Yeah. But, that, but, but yeah, that no, goes, that's like, that first similar. Kind of reminded me similar, like like because he didn't go between the legs. I mean, he didn't swat the stick away, but he still walked around to the best defenseman and Barry on the best goalie. That oh, was awesome. That was such a yeah. We we were out uh, downtown that night and we we're watching it at the bar, and the whole bar went nuts. Like <laughs> yeah, like, the whole bar was oh just just freaking out. I was like, that's disgusting. Like what the hell? It's good stuff. Yeah. That was an awesome. No, it was yeah, that was so cool, and yeah, like he he had an awesome game. Uh, was that the yeah Moritz Sider? That was his first point on that goal. Yeah, first first point. Letty with Letty's pass on that too, crisp right up yeah. the middle. He had a they that pairing had a great game. Yep, agreed. But I think the the probably the most to talk about during this game was the I think. The incident happened after this goal, I think. Or was there another Bertuzzi? There was another Bertuzzi goal, I think. Uh, there's, yeah, three more. Yeah. Well, but I'm, I'm talking about the Larkin, <laughs> the Larkin thing. Yeah. So I think, yeah. Bertuzzi, I think Bertuzzi scored that other one where Ernie hit the post and then he banged it in the rebound. Yep. yep. Also, yeah, like sneaky good play by Lindstrom to find Ernie in the slot. Ernie mm-hmm. with a really nice shot and then Bertuzzi just getting into the, the grimy area. I thought Lindstrom great, great had a really move. good game. Game one. He had a he had a good first game. I have him in my very good game one. one. Yeah, yes. I have some thoughts on the second game. <laughs> yeah, game one impressive. And then <laughs> yeah, on that second goal there, Bert was just in the right spot, right time. Yeah, that's it was, it was how he great. scores a lot of his goals, right? It, there. Exactly. That's typical Bertuzzi. That's the, those in, are the goals we're used to seeing him. So, yeah, yeah, right place, right time. Yep. That's what the team really missed last year. Is like he's got a that, nose. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I think we have. Okay, go ahead. Of, oh yeah, so speaking of Bertuzzi, uh, Todd was in town last night. Saw him in the suit. Uh, the downtowner, yeah. What's he? What's he doing? He was with uh, with Sean Tolaire. Him and Tolaire are buddies. Apparently, he was there. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> I thought Sean Tolaire was in Texas. Texas. No, it's, you know he was up because uh, he was inducted to the Lake City Hall of Fame last okay. night. Yeah. Him and Todd Bertuzzi are just buds. They're there together. <laughs> yeah. Inter- interesting. I know. I need, I need, Grant, you need to talk to Chase and we need yeah, to, I need to get in touch with Todd. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to make a couple arrangements here. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, that's who they're sitting beside. Like, we walked in and we saw everyone. And then uh, one of our buddy's moms was like, texted, uh, texted them. They said, Todd Bertuzzi is sitting with Sean right now. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Awesome. Um, but yeah, the really like the, the, the real like, so, like I'm not saying trendsetter is not the word I'm thinking of. It's like the, the tone setter. That's what I meant to say. Tone setter of the weekend was the, Dylan Larkin gets checked from behind, gets up, sucker punches Matthew Joseph, and all hell breaks loose. Yeah, that was awesome. 
I loved it. Um, Larkin ended up getting a game suspension for it with Matthew, Matthew Joseph not getting anything for it, not even a look at. Um, uh, I'll let one of you guys go first. What did you guys – what's um, your guys' breakdown of the incident? It was an absolute horseshit hit. I was actually so enraged. I, after coming off a neck injury, like, you don't want to see that, especially, like, a guy like Larkin. Like, that's brutal. And he – didn't he says yeah it was I let up I pushed him that's complete garbage that was a dirty hit still drove him from behind he should have been suspended two games two to three games at least that was worse than the Landon Scott hit uh uh, yep I think there was a worse check behind this weekend and against a Red Wing and it wasn't the Larkin one but I think so too yeah there's possibly two of them yeah, there's two of them, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm along the same lines. I really, like, Blaschel really rode, like, in his press conferences, really rode that line between, like, not getting himself in trouble with the league. But, yeah, it's, but yeah, it's BS. And yeah. I think um, Larkin, I don't know if he should have got a game because I understand why, but it was he shouldn't do that. But, like, on the other hand, I completely get it, and I would have done the same thing. I probably would have done well, something way worse than that. So. Yeah, well, put it, put, it, put it this way. So, he swung he swung at him, clipped him, yeah. But then you have – in last night's Edmonton game, you had – was it Rasmus Anderson? Yeah, he, he headbutted the damn guy. Yeah, head, yeah, headbutt the guy and slammed the guy's head against the, against the glass all in, like, yeah, one motion. Five, yeah, you got five grand. Yeah, so where's where's the consistency in that is my There opinion. is a legitimate problem, and we're already seeing it two and games into this, the season. There's also – this is also, like – I don't know if this is just with the wings or whatever, but I remember – I can't remember if it was a regular season or the playoffs when we were still in the Western Conference and we're playing against Nashville. Shea Weber. And Shea Weber. Just literally yeah. touched Zetterberg's head, slapped, slammed it in the glass three times, and there was nothing against him. Like, nothing. Yeah. Like, like, that was like, towards the end of, like, the jungle, though. Like, that was towards the end of, like, just where all, all rules in the playoffs didn't matter. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Like, that's when they started targeting it on head, head checks, though. Yeah, that's right. Head, it was. Yeah. And That's what right. does he do? He literally grabs the back of his, his uh, warrior bucket and just slams it against the fucking glass three times. He's like, come on. Mm. Um, you know, I, can, I, I talked about this with you, Andy, but, like, I kind of look at it as the Tom – like, how the, how the Tom Wilson incident, like, ended up breaking out, like, where Larkin ended up losing his cool and got the game for it. I, I'm just curious how Tom Wilson doesn't get a game for him losing his temper and then Larkin gets a game. Right. So I kind of – think like the two are kind of similar a little that's what bit. i'm saying that's what i'm that's what i'm saying yeah i mean tom wilson took a little and tom wilson also has history he did yeah, a little more doesn't. extreme because his was he just got jumped on his own back and then he lost his temper where he didn't really like so yeah i no, was, i see yeah. similarities there yeah like you like they're both in a way like protecting themselves like like i like um and like like Garth just said is Wilson has the history yep. that like one of the longest rap sheets in the league right now yep. for suspensions. He's, he's, uh, he's given up like half his salary in the last three years on, on, on <laughs> yeah. being suspended, literally like, or like a good portion of it, obviously. And I mean, okay. He said for attempt to injure. Well, well, with the hit, the hit, he, yeah. He, so maybe he let up, but he still drove him from behind six feet out. Into, uh, six feet out of the boards from behind, drove his head like drove his head into the dasher, and there's nothing there. Like like you don't. 
And my favorite part about this whole thing is their statements, like saying that Matthew Joseph you was def- talking about the video. Yeah, that Matthew Joseph was like defenseless. How about Larkin? Was he not yeah. defenseless? Yeah. Oh yeah, he could have defended himself and saw the check with the eyes in the back of his head. I actually forgot that like Larkin has eyes in the back of his head. Those numbers all the way. All, that was all complete numbers. Songs. Yeah. Which for people that are like non-traditional, like like don't know what that means when you're playing hockey, like when you see numbers, you're taught as a kid to stop because you could seriously hurt someone because the kid can't see you because all you're seeing Defense, is back. They're of the completely jersey. defenseless. Yeah. Exactly. Like like um, if any if anything, he could have rode him into the boards and like bumped him, pinned him, and then whatever, right? Like that's that's the that's the most you do at that point. Like you just kind of go in with him and pin him, but you don't full on check him or shove him like anything like that. Right? Yeah, you so. ease you ease him in. So yeah, exactly. I saw another another tweet was like uh, next time Detroit plays Tampa in Detroit, it's fight night at the Joe, like the throwback. Like yeah, Darren McCarty, Darren McCarty quote tweeted it and said, "Ooh boy." Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen. I don't know if you guys have seen, but Darren McCarty like works for Woodward Sports and he does like clips on like what he thinks of like things from the games. And I think they've actually been pretty good. Oh yeah, I can't listen to Darren McCarty, but. Oh, wow okay well i mean like i just i don't know i feel like he's just all over the place i just can't really ah see I, I i like it i don't know i feel like he's being honest and like red wings don't really have like that kind of media i don't think from no. someone like giving his like real like opinion like that actually has like some weight in hockey you know what i mean not like podcasters yeah yeah. Someone oh, yeah. like, like actual credibility played the game, won a few cups, you know, for uh, yeah, correct. You know, he's he's been there, done that type of thing, seen it, everything, yeah, yeah. So, Speaking I, I, of I like... real media and like, um, like truth, I don't know if you guys watched NHL on TNT at all or watched like the rerun of it at all, but talk about real that was they reran the hit. They talked about the hit? Or? No, no, no. I'm talking about, like, just in general, like, being, like, themselves and, like, just talking about the sport comparatively to, like, what NBC was doing with the NHL. I don't yeah. know if you saw any maybe of it. We, maybe we can touch on this at the, we can touch on this at the end because, like, we want to stick with the games. Okay. <laughs> um, so, with the Larkin situation, like, I, I, something bad was going to happen either way because Bertuzzi was already thrown off his gloves. I love that too, though. Yeah, I love that. Bert, the energy. Bert was, Bert was uh, obviously with the four goals. He was unbelievable, but just the stuff he brings to the team to do stuff like that. Like he has, I, I love that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me and then too. we had, all, yeah, everyone was all hands on deck there, and uh, for the rest of the game, even like, I mean, we obviously gave up the lead, but we can get on a little bit. Um, also, with the Larkin thing, he's also injured from this. Yeah, still not updated on that. Um, I don't think it's serious, but like, could be. We don't know. We'll get we'll get an update tomorrow after like yeah, after practice when they do their their uh, yep. meetings. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully there's something on that. Hopefully, and again, hopefully it's not time because he's extremely important. Well, I mean, it's definitely gonna be asked tomorrow. Yeah, correct. Um, so yeah, Bertuzzi ended up getting two more goals after this. Um, third one was a four on three power play. After after this incident, and Lucas Raymond gets his first assist, secondary, but it was still really nice. And then Fabry with the touch pass over Bertuzzi back door. 
Beautiful play. Just Gordon. Awesome. Something I've noticed like through these first two games about Fabry and Bertuzzi is the amount of swagger they're playing with. I have never yeah. seen so much swagger on a Red Wings team, like in recent history, like past like seven years. That's yeah, they're just literally they're playing awesome. Like they just like in your face, like yeah, I love it. Yeah, my buddies and I that we're, we're watching the game at the bar, we're talking about it. I mean, obviously we end up losing the game right but mm-hmm. we're talking about it he said if we play like that every night you know if we can bring that this whole season he said the only one but he goes i don't care if they go oh and 82 he said, that's gonna be exciting hockey to watch and something to look forward to right you know he's like, like and that's he couldn't have said it any better he said it was like it was the best red wings game we've seen in a long time i think it was honestly yeah for a long time and he, he hit it like right, right on the head like Hit it right on the head, right there. I was like, "That's that's a perfect way of putting it. It's going to be an exciting year, no matter no matter the outcome of games, the intensity, the the playmaking, the skill they they showed, the scoring, obviously back and forth. It was all exciting to watch. It was good hockey to watch. Yeah, I think uh, what came back, our penalty kill really sucked that game. Yeah, we had three power play goals against. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know like. We had the double. We had the Larkin five minute, the match penalty. So that wasn't a go. So we got they got two power play goals on that because it didn't expire. Right. Um. Steven Samkos from his same spot twice. Those were cannons. Absolute rockets. Yeah. Yeah, that's to be expected. Also, Stamkos is a Red Wing killer. He scores every time against the Red Wings. Well, and also that's the look at the power play they have. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Silly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then uh, the it was the beginning of the third. Bertuzzi uh, gets gets out of the box. Play by Cider, rim around in the corner. Bertuzzi comes out of the corner. Weird goal for Vasi to let in, but ends up ends up leaking through, and he gets his fourth goal of the game. Realistically, I didn't think Vasi looked great in that no. game, but um, he sucked at the beginning of the year. He's he's hurt by Washington. <laughs> he played good oh, last game. Yeah, he played um, good. Oh, I didn't watch the last game, but they won two to one in overtime. Oh, nice. Oh, that's right. Um, Stammer won it, yeah. So, another thing with that goal, like, I don't know if that was planned by Slater or he's just kind of icing the puck because he thought they were still on the penalty kill. But if you know someone's coming out of the box and you make a play like that, like, that's if that's he like made that old, on purpose. The old Sedin play, like, Sedin's would do that. They'd dump it in and the other Literally. one goes and beats it to him. Yeah, not as clean, but it was, right. like, if he meant to do that, that was really smart. Was, well, he also, like, I think he, even if it wasn't, like, intentional for, like, the play that, it was smart enough where you're on the penalty kill and he's soft in the corner where, like, yeah. the goalie couldn't it come out rim. to get it. Yeah. And then you kill off more time. So, either way, like, it was still really heady play by Cider. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that – yeah, the play by Burt and the energy he really brought all game was, like, unmatched. Yeah, it was phenomenal. I know Blash said after the game that they do a scale player scale for all the players on one to five. And this is one of the first times that he can remember that a player got a five. Which I think is, that's really interesting that they do that. I think it's kind of cool. I, I like it too. I like it. I think that's awesome. And like, obviously, you can't get a five too much because that's a completely perfect. You do nothing wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And even like, uh, I, as much as it hurts to say this, after a four goal game, like in the first period, Bert looked really rusty at the start, and then he pulled that move out of his ass, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, he's back. You got into it. Yeah. You got into it. And then got like, I was like, there were just a couple of plays where the puck came to him, and he just like. 
didn't make a good play or like just lost control of it. And then like he makes that move and then his game just sinks in the rest of the game. Yeah. Well, also at the, when the physical play picked up too, that's, that's Bert's style play, right? That's what gets him going. Yeah. He's a playoff guy. He's a playoff yeah. Guy. That's exactly what I was just going to say. Like if, oh, once man. we get into the playoffs, if he is, if he's still around when we start making the playoffs again, that's the guy you want to keep right there. That's the guy that's yeah. you're going to be your gamer right there. Mm-hmm. For sure. And then he, it shows off like in a game like that. And I really thought like really everyone in the offense, I thought had a pretty good game to be like, to be completely honest. I thought everyone, like even when Larkin got out, I think everyone stepped up offensively. It was defensively. We kind of fell apart. What am I right. trying to think of? Zadina had a rough, rough game in my opinion. Yeah, he might have been our worst forward that game. Um, uh, also, Giovanni had a rough first period. And then going to the second, once he started to get more engaged in the physical play, I'm like, he's a guy you he, can't take out of the lineup right now. He wanted to kill someone. You, you he can't. He was looking for it. If this yeah. keeps continuing and, like, how yesterday's game went, you cannot have him out of the lineup right now. No. You need then, to. Then, yeah, exactly. If, that, if they keep playing like this and the games get like that, He's found himself a role. For like and, compared and to like I think talking to him, talking he, about him in the past, he plays way better when he's engaged physically and getting in people's faces. Like he's playing better on the offensive side, even because people yeah, are more scared, emotionally yeah. involved too. People do not want to get hit from him. He's he's a monster. He's a unit. Yeah, he's a he, unit. Had, he had that one play where he one handed chipped like over someone. That was, was a high disgusting. Stick. <laughs> yeah. was that was so disgusting. Cool, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that almost was got, cool. Was, that was McDonough, I think. He almost caught McDonough on the chips. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but he really wanted to go um, maroon. They both dropped the gloves, or the refs got in the way. That would have been a good yeah. fight. That would have been a I, good fight. I think those are two pretty pretty good contenders. Yeah, you know? I would have liked yeah. to see that, but I was kind of annoyed. Um, and then we had – I thought the third line had a good game. We had Vlad scoring off the off the rush with Rasmussen thrown out of the net. Um, yep. That was a good play. Nice to see Vlad getting on the score sheet early. I thought that yes. third line looked really, really good. Yeah. I thought Rasmussen had a monster game. He's like, he could end up being a really good center for us. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and then just all like everything went to shit defensively. Like after that, we were up, we were up six to three. I should say. Was and it eleven forty eight left? Twelve forty eight. Oh, it was less than that. It was like seven minutes. Yeah, it was. It was we were up. Minutes. We were up by three with like thirteen minutes left to go. It was like six. Yeah, but they didn't. Yeah, but Tampa Bay didn't. Tampa Bay scored with like. Whatever, like six, like six. It was like six fifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, just with when you're winning with 13 minutes left by three, you gotta lock that down. You gotta lock it down. That's when you start playing like the Islanders, and and that's something and, we did a good job of last year, which I want to see more. If we can translate these three goal leads, if we get more of these later in the season, and then mm-hmm. bring back our defensive game that we were showing at the end of the season last year. We just lock up and let Grice and Nedeljkovic make saves. Like, they win right. games. Yeah, it wasn't even like – I know, like, seven goals doesn't look great for a goalie. But I don't really, He played really good. <laughs> I, well, he also faced 49 shots, I think it was. Yeah. We got shelled. Like, uh, that third period, we got shelled shooting-wise. Um, we had the, the Kucherov goal that was the tire, right? Um, did that tie the so. game? Or was that the I think so, the one time. I think it was the one time or that – Oh, no, no, you're right. Kaloran tied it. Yeah. yeah. Kaloran, that was a bad miscue by DeKaiser. So, yeah, I don't know what translated there. If DeKaiser just said drop or leave, 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 and then he just rims it r- right on the Tampa Where stick. Nadelkovic, 
what's what Blashell said in the post game. He's like, I don't know who the defenseman was, but like Nedeljkovic should have just been able to play that instead of the defenseman calling. Yeah, it's if not he just Ned. dumps that off the glass and high and out, like because Nedeljkovic mm-hmm. is like good enough at playing with the puck, he can just sink that right. out of his own. Yeah, he is. Um, but yeah, I thought that well, Heronic, I thought that Heronic to yeah. pairing was rough. They yeah. had a rough third period, especially. They had a rough yeah. third. Um. Yeah, and then eventually goes into overtime. Tampa Bay wins it off Andre Pilat, who shouldn't have even playing been playing in that overtime because he boarded Michael Rasmussen from behind again, which yeah. was ar- arguably worse than the Matthew Joseph hit. My my favorite part about that is like Michael Rasmussen is what six foot six. Yep. And for him to get tossed from behind, it's got to be a pretty hard hit. Yeah, he's six foot six. Yeah. Yep. I and don't know. Again with the hitting from behind on the numbers, the player is completely defenseless. So like, <laughs> yeah. Like how, how there's not a call on either of those. It, it still, well, I mean, I guess he got what two for roughing Joseph did at the end, but that, I don't even know if that was for the hit. Or no, really. he didn't, he didn't even get, he didn't get a call for the hit. He had a call for, he had a call for, for the extracurriculars. Yeah. Yeah. Afterwards. So yeah. He, so how they have two hits like that in the same game and nothing no penalty, nothing for that. It's that blows my mind. It's insane. Yeah, and yeah. to go not to reiterate, but then Larkin gets a game for that. It's like, come on. <laughs> I love how the NHL really when it, they really came into the season and was like, all right, we're gonna cut down on cross checking. So I mean, right. like so any, everything else is completely fine. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's just it's just tough to see, but it's really encouraging moving into the season where like the Red Wings come out and score, they can score six goals. Mm-hmm. Um, play with energy, not get down on a team where like they Tampa Bay came back three times in this game, but like they didn't really back down. They like regained the lead twice. Obviously, they lost the game, but you know what I mean. Like they they regained the lead twice and they played well. I think they just had a, a couple of miscues, mostly on the penalty kill, and yeah. with a little bit of fine tuning, I think that. That's a win. I was actually super surprised by how well the Red Wings played against a, a back-to-back Stanley Cup champion that is coming off a 6-2 to two loss and is really pissed off. Yeah. That was the most impressive part. Like, well, it, I mean, there's a lot of things that impressed me, but like what you just said, they just got shellacked the night before, or a couple nights before, and um, the Wings came out and stayed with them for – the whole game pretty much you know? and like last year if that would have been the game like i would think that would have been like a four to zero game because we had no goal support last year and yeah. the red wings potted six mm-hmm. after granted, like, granted four four from the same guy but they still potted six yeah. it's team effort <laughs> it's team effort yeah, yeah. i would yeah. um with with that bertuzzi comes to the first player in actual history to score four goals to open a season versus the defending champions yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Did you did you see his post game uh, presser too? Though that we were talking about is with the goal support. They uh, with with Detroit. With, uh, yeah, with was Bert. Yeah, they're asking Bert. I I, I thought you're talking. I wasn't sure if you're talking about the ESPN. Oh, or oh, not. sorry. No, uh, I just saw the clip of Bertuzzi. They're saying it was uh, they're showing on Red Wings live after. Yep. And they're they're saying all oh, like asking about his four goal night and everything like that, but. Uh, they said, how, like, how impressive is it? He said, I know you guys got the loss, but how impressive is it you guys come out in pot six and stuff? He said, well, he said, last year we didn't have the extra goal support. And he said, it's nice to see. And he said, it gives the fans something to cheer for. He said, 
you get a point out of it. Yes, we blew the lead, and it sucks getting the loss, like taking the loss on it. He said, but it's exciting to see and hopefully get some fan, uh, some, like something the fans to be looking forward to. You know, to look forward to. And, yeah, for sure. Um, as a, I mean, he only played what nine games last year. Yes, he was right. seven points in nine games. He had five goals yeah. in those nine games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but uh, for I mean, obviously, like the players know that, but to come out and say that is a little bit different. And yeah, for sure. Like, you know, it, it was. I thought that was interesting and kind of kind of cool that he acknowledged. It. He said, you know, like, yeah, it sucks we got the loss, but the goal support's going to come, and if we keep sticking to this, you know, we'll find ourselves in a good spot in good spots here. You know, make make it may hopefully make things work. I think that's yeah. my favorite part about this team is how we had so many injuries last year and our forward our forward lines were just shit. Like, it was so bad. Franz Nielsen, Valtteri Filippo are playing top six minutes. It's a joke. And then this year, we have all these, like, almost essentially new guys coming in because they didn't play last year because they were all hurt. And even we're even missing Jacob Verana, who had eight goals in 11 games for us last year. Right. It's just... Nice to see goals coming through for the Wings. Yeah, it's really you – know, it's very encouraging. I don't know if you guys – you guys did you guys see John Bucci-Gross uh, interview Bertuzzi? Yes. Uh, I did not Bertuzzi, see that. So it was on – John Bucci-Gross has a, a show on ESPN Plus called The the uh, the Point. Yep. Thursdays. And, yep. And so he had Bertuzzi on after – and he was giving Bertuzzi shit. The like he choked on the fifth, the fifth goal. Because remember that Bertuzzi got that half breakaway that he, he sailed over the net. Yeah. And Bertuzzi was like, "Yeah, I choked on that one." He's like, "I really <laughs> like to get it," but it was really funny. Yeah. Um, he was wearing like all camo in the interview. Yeah, he looked like, like he was, was in the YouTube or the UP. The YouTube, huh? <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, literally, literally, spoke, literally, guys. literally where we're from, and he can't pronounce it. Yeah, yeah I misspoke. Nice. It's a very, very yuppie thing of you to say. Thank you. I can't speak. I'd explain to Emma that it was not pronounced yuppie. Like yuppie. No, yeah, no, it's not spelled yuppie like uh, yeah. Montreal's uh, mascot. Uh, I'd explain that. It's just the UP. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's literally just the UP. Yeah. Yeah. So going into game two, we had new look at lines. Um, our king, Carter Rowney, drew in on the fourth line, winger. Yeah. And we had Fabry on, at center on the first line between uh, Bertizzi and Raymond, uh, Ernie up to the second, and then basically everything at the bottom six was kind of how you expect, expected. But um, going in, I was a little nervous. I, was, I wasn't sure how the team was going to perform without Larkin. And again, um, really great game. I really thought Fabry was awesome in that game. So I was kind of sh- like shocked how well he played at center. I know he can play both, but ultimately last year when he slotted in at center, I thought he was a lot better at the wing. And it looks like he just took so many steps this offseason. Well, he looks, he looks like a different player. And he's playing with that edge, too. And, he, he, uh, also, he was also put in a line with – he has familiarity with uh, Bertuzzi, too, so a little bit more comfort, I feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and stuff. So he could just kind of worry about what he has to do and not having to, like, worry about too much, I guess, on his plate. He just make sure he's doing the, right, the little things right. And he played really well, I thought, too, at Sunrise. Yeah, he had two pretty responsible guys, like, defensively, so it really worked out for him where, like, he didn't have to worry about too much of the um, defensive load. And I also – I don't know if you guys, like, noticed, like, what kind of system they are kind of running. Like, it was more like – 
they kind of like switched. It was kind of like first man back. And like, I saw a couple times Raymond was almost playing like lower down and then Bertuzzi would be as well. Yeah. Whoever, whoever's F3 on the four check was basically F1 on the back check, right? Yeah. There so. wasn't like a lot of like switching in, in zone. It was kind of like whoever no. came back, that's where they're playing, which. And I, I mean, and I like that. Like for yeah. like a guy that's not like completely used to center and he kind of flops around. That makes mm-hmm. it easier on him, lightens the load. And that's what I love about our top six this year. Everyone's defensively responsible. There's not one guy in the top six that I'm worried about in their own D zone. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, they, they they make sure their assignments are taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. Except so Jacob come, Verana, and he's not in the lineup right now. But he's not in the lineup right he's, now. He's, he's just fun. Yeah. Well, he's, he's, he's so good that he doesn't need to work. Doesn't matter. Yeah. He's one of those players where, like, you don't, you don't care. How You're heartwarming like, was it to see him and Hironic? Giving the chest bumps. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's cool that it's cool that he's around. It's cool he's around for the games and stuff, and that's that's you just love to see that. My check, boys. Um, yeah, was it okay? Uh, going yeah, coming into this game, Vancouver's coming in on a back to back. They wanted to shoot up the night before, so they didn't get in until like three a.m. Yeah, Detroit. they pulled a Detroit, except for, finished it in overtime. I was watching that game against Philadelphia, and with like four minutes left, I think it was uh, Travis Konechny noted uh, Elf Slayer. We'll get we'll get into we'll get into that. He scored. I have some I have some comments on that. He scored with like four minutes left, and then um, Claude Giroux sniped with like a minute left and sent it to overtime. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so right away, like the first ten minutes, we were getting shelled five on five, absolutely, utterly dominated. I think shots were like eleven to like three at one point. And then all of a sudden, there's a quick rush. We get in the O zone with the first line. Raymond makes a play to Lindstrom, and Lindstrom kind of walks the line. Backhand sauce to Mark Stahl. Mark Stahl, really smart shot to Fabry with a wide open tip, gets it over Halak's shoulder. Yep. Great, great play all around. That was great the fun. only. That was about the only good play from the the Mark Stahl Lindstrom pairing for the whole game. I actually did not think Mark Stahl was that bad. I thought it was mostly on Lindstrom's end. Yeah, it was mostly on Lindstrom's end. Mark Stahl had what, like three or four block shots yeah. yesterday? He was he, he played a typical Mark Stahl game in my opinion. I literally mm-hmm. I have always said this. He's Jonathan Erickson except he blocks shots and he's a little bit better. <laughs> a little, yeah, yeah. Slightly. yeah. I'd give I'd give him that for a hand on <laughs> not slightly better. He's <laughs> I I hated Erickson, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was a it was a sweet play. That was um, a nice tip by Fabs. We you gotta love a high tip. You know what I yeah. mean? Like high in like in the slot where like you can kind of like it has the distance and it um I think it bounced off another player in front as well, off a Vancouver guy. Yeah, I think so. Um yeah, no, I thought the yeah, that was a good shift for the first line. Raymond, I like I know Grant, you were at the um you were in Milwaukee and we'll touch on that after this game, but um I was telling you that Raymond wasn't really noticeable offensively in this game until a couple of plays later, but um, defensively he was really great. Yeah, I thought that's where he, he blocked a bunch of passing lanes. He got in the shot lanes. He was really great. So um, I watched the game back. I watched it this morning, but um, I watched some of it last night too. But he just like I lo- I love how he if you, if you can't produce offensively like right now and I don't expect him to be this great offensive player right away I mean on the power play I have high hopes for him right right now but if you're making these defensive plays and setting up 
odd man rushes back the other way. Like, uh, I love it. It doesn't matter if you're not, like, putting up, like, 40 He's, points. Yeah, he really had showed off, shown off his hockey IQ, I, I find, in these first two games, both offensively and defensively, mm-hmm. a yeah. lot. Um, which, obviously, we knew the offense was there. The defensive, I was really impressed about because I didn't – like, I knew, like, obviously he was capable and stuff, but with a young rookie who is an offensive talent, typically it'll – take a year or so for him to be very sound defensively. I mean, I mean, it's only a small sample size so far, but it's very impressive, very impressive so far. Yeah, absolutely. And then we get into the second period. So, the, yeah, the first period ends one nothing. Um, we get into the second, and was it – oh, yeah, it was – yeah, Connor Garland goes around the net and short side snipe on Grice. Really nice shot from Garland. Yeah, yeah. Kind of tough for Grice there. I like it's kind of tough for that angle. It's always going to be open when you go down, like when they go, like the goalies go down like that. So it's just a smart shot. Um, but not too long after, we get a power play, and we come out with a second unit. And I was, I was kind of curious because I was like, oh, okay, they're going to go with the second unit first. So, and touch on this really quick. Yeah, go for it. I don't like. I I think almost the second unit is better when we don't have Larkin. Because I, I want to touch on the power play a little bit. I think they misuse the power play as the first unit. I think uh, I don't. I don't like that Gagne was on that his offhand there. Like I think you just even put like a guy like Fabry in Larkin's place to shoot. No, they did have. They did have that. I think. It was, I think they might have switched. It they out. were rotating a bit then. Yeah, because I think there was one shift where Fabry was playing in that spot. I think okay. the first shift, the, um, the first shift that the uh, first power play unit went out, the quote unquote first power play unit. I think he was playing in Larkin's spot because they had Ernie on the second unit on that Zadina on the Zadina goal, which we're getting into. Yeah. Instead of him yeah. being on the first unit, but really good movement. I actually like sat up because I'm like, oh, they're starting to move the puck around. Because I was like laying down on my couch and I sat up and right away, Ernie was playing give and go with. Uh, Zadina. Zadina goes back up to Cider. Cider back down to Heronic. Heronic back up to the top. Cider with a sweet play. Zadina hammers at home. Great shot. And, uh, Great shot. Zadina scoring early kind of gave me – or scoring on the power play on the one-timer gave me uh, Happy Gilmore learning how to putt vibes. <laughs> this is like everyone else is in trouble now because Zadina yeah. could not buy a power play goal last year. Happy learn how to putt. <laughs> I love these. I think this is the second, yeah, the second week in a row we've made an Adam Sandler reference. So that's always it's always good. I'm just not used to the Red Wings team that's able to score right after being scored on. It's really yeah. refreshing. And there's a couple of things I would like to see cleaned up on the power play, but ultimately, like our power play looks so much better than it did last year. Like I want to see crisper passes between Philip and Philip. Um, mm-hmm. That would be. Like, if they can put it in each other's wheelhouses, there's going to be some high-danger opportunities on the power play. Zadina I, was on that, a mission. This game that unit looked really game. good. I thought Zadina had a way better game than his first game. He had a good bounce-back game. Yeah, agreed. Also, um, Adam Ernie looked really good on the power play again. I have this in mm-hmm. my notes. I thought Adam Ernie had a great first two games. I thought he was one of our better forwards. Um, I thought filling in on that second line, he was – very good. I think there's a couple times he tries to be too fancy for his skill level, and it kind of bites him in the ass. But when he's playing his game on that second line, he played really good. Is it just me or is the skating get better? 
I think it did get better. He looks, he looks a lot smoother. Yeah, he looks a yep. lot smoother too. Another guy that's been really good, he just can't get on the score sheet. I think, yeah, a, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, you suitor. He, get, I think he's gonna have the he's gonna have the Vlad Vlad Nemestikov effect this year. Just can't bury one. I think he had like three shots this game. <laughs> I love his game. Yeah, I think he's he's really good. Um, I think I, was, I think I re- I think I really nailed it with the Valtteri Filippola of like 2010. I think he gets more yeah. chances than Filippola did. Like he's always in front of the net, banging at pucks. He just can't put one in. I'm just I'm just saying like perennial like 40 point guy. Yeah, no, for sure. Yep. Yep. Um. Yeah, we uh the game started getting chippy after that. We had the Oliver Ekman Larson hit from behind on Letty, which I think was the worst of the whole weekend. It was the worst of the three hits that we've seen from behind. And then Giovanni from behind. Giovanni Smith wanted to kill him. He like yep. had him turtle. And he was, like, feeding him, like, with his one hand, like, in his face. One of my favorite part about this is what? Garland was going at Giovanni Smith, like, trying to fight him. I'm like, hello? He and would, then he, he would, would not die. He would not fight Heronic later. Yeah. How funny is that? Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll get into that instant, but, like, oh, my God, yeah. How funny. Like, how, like, the two parallels. Like, what? Yeah. But, no, this, the attitude, the real attitude around this team really changed so much from last year where, like, guys, like, a hit would happen and the Red Wings would be like, oh, we're the Red Wings, you know? You're better than us. Yeah. Not this year. Like, this year no. we have this whole new attitude, and I think it's really been driven by Fabry and Bertuzzi. <laughs> every, just... every chance they get in between whistles, they're in someone's ear. They're letting them know they suck. The Alex Chase on video was hilarious. <laughs> um, I guess I was getting to that other incident right now, too, the biggest incident, which has happened in the third, was the – Phillips, the reverse hit from Garland on Zadina, which is the most gutless shit I've ever seen. Like, so, I know everyone everyone was like, oh, it's not that bad of a hit. Like, that's a – puck was never around. Like, so can Garland I give, never touched the puck. My uh, – so I don't know if you saw what I sent to you on Instagram earlier before we – Probably uh, probably not. I, I don't really go on Instagram. Pavel Barber, he posted the two the two Oh, yeah, I, 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 I did see that, yeah. Did you see his breakdown? That was tremendous. Yeah, because he's completely right. I know he was it's a talking 50-50 about, play. There was a reverse hit Marchand. that Mar- Marchand threw on Glenn Denning. Which was different because he had the puck. Glenn Denning tried to hit Marchand, and Marchand had just released the puck, and it was like a Moritz Sider complete reverse hit. You just level the guy. And perfect. Glenn and Denning also got put on his hit ass. Also, yeah. like it, Yeah, it was perfect, yeah. And then Garland, he has uh, Philip Zadina reaching for the puck when Garland does not have the puck either. And he just absolutely Stops. levels him. Stops and levels yeah. him. Just completely ignores the puck. That's definitely interference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Philip Peronic wanted to kill him. That was a bad interference. Yeah, they're checkmates, baby. Yeah. That's, that's his boy. I've never seen Heronic that pissed. He looked like Conor he McGregor was, out there. The rest, of the, game, the rest of the game, he wanted to kill basically any Canuck. Yeah. <laughs> any Canuck that moved. I love Philip Peronic, man. Ugh. I thought he had a better game. He had a better game that game. The angry elf. I love Travis Connecty saying that. Oh. Okay, yeah, we're gonna get, yeah, we're get, we'll get into the. I guess we can get into the post comments about that too. So, Philip Philip Zadina called um, Garland a midget, which I know like the term isn't exactly like great these days because I know it's considered like offensive, but also yeah. like if Garland ever complained about that, he literally two years ago called Connecty a little elf, and it's like the same. It's the same thing. Right. So, like, I, I know a bunch of Vancouver fans were like, ooh, this isn't great. Like, not a good look. But, like, also, like. Wait, he called Connecty a little elf? 
Yeah, he called. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was a couple years ago where. Did you see Connecting call him an angry little elf? Oh, he yesterday. did as well. Oh, that's so uh, probably. The, that was the game before they played Detroit on it was yeah, Friday so it must night. Have been, must have been. And then, been, did, you, did you see the video? He mouthed, you angry little elf, and Garland turned like this. <laughs> it was the funniest thing ever, and you could just see him. He was like, man. It was the funniest face ever. Man, so, so like, since we're talking about it, Travis Konechny, mic'd up, is one of the funniest players to listen to alive. He's like, hilarious. Like when he's yeah, he's, he's, he's yeah. hilarious. And I, he, yeah, I love, I love his chirps. And then I, that's going off, like, into what uh, Bertuzzi and – uh, Fabry were doing this, like, and Raymond, this year. and Raymond, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that like line that. was man, hilarious, man. So, when we're talking about uh, when he started off with the uh, when he was talking, telling Carly Johnson what to do, yeah, I was yeah. gonna make I was gonna make a comment, I was like, that kid has balls because of how, like, he, like saying that, like, to one yeah. of them. Well, he knows he's got guys him. backing him this year, but I think, well, yeah, I think this really, this energy, really, honestly, like, I didn't really touch on this before, but this energy from this team. I know Bertuzzi and Fabry are really like driving it, but like I think what really brought it in was the two young guys being put on the team. It's the funniest thing ever because I think of like I thought of like when I was watch rewatching it, I thought of Fabry and Bertuzzi as like Raymond's two dads. Like it was <laughs> so funny. Like they, it was like he was learning from them, just like throw chirps and be like this cocky little player. It was hilarious. I love it. But I love it. Yeah. That's the best part of the game. <laughs> But yeah, back to the two young, the two young kids. Like they come in with such swagger. I mean, more insider. I didn't even touch on this, but the first game I forgot to. But the play where he stole the puck from Hedman, like in between whistles, and so like funny. everyone, everyone tried to like start pushing Cider, and Cider like stood up, stood up for himself, and he tossed yeah. Sergachev. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, was, oh, it was awesome. He, both and both of them, not a small guy either. Both of them are playing in these like high, like highly physical games. I know Cider. I wasn't worried about. I thought I, I was a little worried about Raymond, and like even the Tampa game, like he was not backing down at all. He was great. Yeah. They both have been. One thing I've noticed about Raymond is, um, man, he's such a smart player. But on the power play, especially with Larkin off the power play, he needs to shoot more. He's, yeah, he there's a couple times I noticed. Um, I, I think he's. I think that will come, though. That, I think that's mm-hmm. um, something Tangay is going to talk to him about. But, like, you need to pull the trigger. Your shot is lethal. Yeah. I, th- I think that uh, he's just trying to be a setup man right now, like, to stay – Mm-hmm. say they're kind of you know what i mean like because he like because still like he's what two games in of nine possibly he could still get sent down yeah. Yeah. so i think he's just trying to stay trying to play safe more or less like more safe like do what he's has he, where he's had success so far right so i think i think like you said like you know tangy was, was going to tell him start pulling the trigger a little bit more and more success, success will come for him because like you said, his shot is lethal. His shot's disgusting. Yeah. If I had to put money, I, I, I think I think Raymond's gonna play a full season. I think. So I think. So, I think so too. But it could still be in the back of his head where. Yeah, yeah maybe. You, you know what I mean? Like it, it could still be the because there there still is that chance, right? You never know. Because I know he's not like I know obviously he didn't score yet, but he had a he had a point, whatever point yeah. in two games. But I know he just looks so scary on the power play. Like I, oh, I he had his he looks. Could, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but going into like how Blasha was like saying about the first game, like how he thought Raymond had a really good game. He did. And, I thought he and, had a really good second game too. Yeah. And just defensively, like that's your biggest thing. Like if you're able to play defensively and like not be a liability out there. And, and if you like, if you're not scoring points, like if you're contributing elsewhere yeah. you're on the team, it also helps when you have two guys that are just playing crazy and like, like they mm-hmm. just help so much. Like Fabry and Bertuzzi were so good yesterday. Mm-hmm. And what was it? Three hits that Fabry threw on Garland, like heavy hits. 
He, oh yeah, the the one where he got him like he got him from like not really from behind, but like kind of. And then two handed him. Oh, I love that yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. and Garland like faked faked the the leg hurting. Yeah, and what then, a baby. Yeah, no. My was, favorite thing was when uh, JT Miller threw a puck towards Garland after the whistle, and Garland like just tipped it in. And he puts his hands up like this, and Vavri just comes and drills him <laughs> after the whistle. <laughs> But yeah, all of that going on, and then the Alex Chase on thing. I I hope they were telling him like, dude, like at least they did you get your jersey right this time, you bum, because like the la- the game before against Philly, Chase on they spelled his jersey wrong, they spelled his yeah. name wrong. I was trying to like read their lips, and Bertuzzi uh, told told him to sit down twice. Yeah, and then Lucas Raymond at the end, <laughs> shut the fuck up. He yeah, says. yeah. <laughs> I Hilarious. love that. Oh my god. But it was really cool. The Red Wings like uh, the Red Wings definitely got outplayed five on five. But I think the special teams, the penalty kill was a lot better. And yep. then uh, power play looked good. They only scored once in the power play, but I think they went one for three or whatever. So, I mean, it was effective. And That's what, you, what? Another one that ticked me off was the Ekman Larson spear. Oh, I'm, yeah, Cider, that was garbage too. That was really bad. And then I know they Bertuzzi retaliated pretty bad, but, like, that's it's a spear. Yeah, it's, it's, they call it two-bit slashing. So, so we're kind of like this, I'm kind of going to go back a little bit here, but um, for Cider playing with like a little bit of chip on his shoulder and not backing down. How long? How many games do you think it takes for him to drop the gloves? Because I think it's going to happen soon. I, think. I don't think it'll happen this year. I don't think he's don't a fighter. Think so? I don't he's think not he's a fighter. fighter. I don't think so. But he's looking for something though. Like he's yeah. he's getting in the mix of stuff. Like it's I think it's going to happen. I think maybe he might get one this year, but it wouldn't be until like later in the year. I think, and it'd be yeah, with uh, more of a non-fighter. He's not gonna fight. Maybe like, more of like a more of like a the gloves a come off. They ta- more of no, it'd be like the gloves come off and they tackle. Yeah, yeah, they kind of hug. I mean, they kind of bear hug. I, I still think it might happen. Yeah, like I'm not. It doesn't matter who, but mm-hmm. he because he's he's getting the mix of things like that. Like they, a lot of like a lot of the wings are, which is exciting to see because it's what's what I mean as former as a former player, you said never shut up. That's the stuff. That's mm-hmm. what gets me going. Like I like it. That's how you get engaged in the game, right? And I, I, I think it. I think it might that's happen. The best way to play yeah. is just not shutting up. It's yeah, I love. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to the first game, but uh, the Larkin, the edit. I I sent Grant this. I don't know if I sent you this, Andy, but the edit of Larkin punching Joseph, and then uh, the fight ensuing with the the trick the trick trick song. Grant, welcome to Detroit. Oh, no, was, I, I I can send it to you in a little bit, but it was so cool. Like it was. It was really funny. Like the, the like the how the music lined up was really perfect and it was just like everything going nuts. Yeah. Um. But yeah. To finish this game, like obviously, yeah. Five on five, we got to play. I think the shots were like forty-one to twenty-six or something like that. Um. Ganya ends up getting the empty netter. Good stuff. I don't know what I don't know what uh, Vancouver was doing with the empty net. They like JT Miller took it all the way back and then like called everyone like to change. He wanted a, a flying left. V. Yeah, and then like immediately they turn it over, and then Gagne pots the empty netter. Yeah. So I thought that was weird. And Mickey Redmond like even pointed it out on the broadcast. He's like, yeah. "What's going on?" Um, uh, I love how like colorful he is. Like when Ekman Larson speared Cider, he's like, "You dirty piece of," oh, and then he stopped himself. He's gonna say, "Piece <laughs> of shit." Yeah. Man, oh, so I'm gonna sidetrack again, but I'd love to. I'd love it if. They did. They broadcasted games where every player was mic'd up, or like you, the mic, the boom mics were out there, mm-hmm. and no announcers. So you could just hear what they're saying. Like obviously, you'd have to subscribe to it. Like it wouldn't just be on free television. Yeah, right. You'd have but, to. But it's, like, because sometimes, like especially last year, like with NBC, when they really got un- like disengaged, 
uh, the broadcasts and it was really freaking bad in my opinion yeah. it would have just been let, better to let the players play and listen to them especially with no fans in the rink because like, you, mm-hmm. you could hear them going back and forth with no fans in the rink until yeah, you know yeah. at certain points that's when you should just taken more like took the advantage of that and just just paid for a uh, subscription for it where you can just hear the players trip back and forth they sell it on trailer they sell it on trailer yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a paid fight yeah like, um, i really want would like to know that's just like what bertuzzi and fabry were just completely roasting chasing about but they oh, yeah. seem to think it was anything, hilarious. Anything they were anything. they were dying. And then after the game, they panel to Bertuzzi and Fabry, and they're just on the bench, just looking at each other, laughing super hard. <laughs> I love that uh, shit. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think the biggest story of the game was uh, Thomas Grice. He was easily the best Red Wing. He made some huge saves. He bailed Lindstrom out that one time. Where it was a two on one from Garland to Hoaglander. Yeah, Lindstrom played terrible. Yeah, not Lindstrom, who was also in the building. Lindstrom played really good, but Lindstrom played horrible. Yeah, my yeah. bad. I misspoke yeah. there. Nicholas Lindstrom and Henrik Zetterberg in the game for, in the um, in the arena for both games. So they're also going to be there Tuesday, and I guess they're going to get on Bally. They're going to be on. They're going to get an interview. That'd be awesome. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, so it was really cool. I got to wave to the fans. The fans go nuts. Mm-hmm. I love that. I yeah, back to the when they first got introduced for the captains thing. Larkin being so surprised about Zetterberg. Yeah, like that. That's his. That's his hero. That's yeah, so like, heartwarming. He like yeah. came, it's like he came to the league and that was literally his. Is like you tell it meant a lot to Larkin. Yeah, so that was awesome. But yeah, I'm excited to see them. Like I love both of those guys. Like they're obviously a huge part of our childhoods, considering our age. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, really cool to see. Yeah, Thomas Grice was awesome. I was texting um, my friend uh, Ryan Fugue, and he's an Islanders fan, but his favorite goalie is Thomas Grice. And he's like, he watched the game, and he's like, man, Thomas Grice was so good. I'm like, yeah, Dude, he, he is really good. He's just – he's literally just continuing how he left off last season. And I guess it doesn't surprise me when he plays like that anymore. Like yeah, and just, I feel bad for I feel bad for Ned because like obviously he got like let in seven goals, but like the, I don't think it really reflects like how he played. No, he played really good. And there's more there's more the defensive breakdowns in front of him. Well, like I know I know Vancouver had a ton of shots against, but like the the quality of shots were a lot less than what Tampa was shooting with. A lot of yeah, there was still a lot of really good chances. I know there's still though. a lot. Of, I, I shouldn't be downplaying Grice's game. Like Grice had a bunch of really big saves. I mean, the Hog Dog had a really good shot. I mean, there was the Horvat one. The hog the Hog Dog. Yeah, Hoglander, the Hog Dog. Let's not call him that. But you've never heard him <laughs> called that before. No. Neither have I. But I just kind of thought of it. <laughs> oh, but yeah, awesome, awesome game. Like it was really nice to see the win. And everyone, like, playing without such confidence, like, you know, Fabry, Bertuzzi, Zadina, Cider, Raymond, like, everyone, Ernie, everyone had a great game. You know, it's kind of crazy to think. Like, I also thought oh. Rowney didn't look bad either. That's what I was going to – I was going to bring – I was gonna, I forgot for, to bring him up. For just coming to the lineup, he, like, looked fine. That fourth line, actually, like, they, they crashed and banged pretty – like, they like Stevens and – I like that. Like – Yep. And – um. <laughs> Might be a little early to say this, but I can confidently say if Cider keeps up this rate that he's playing at right now and playing these minutes and keeps up like putting up like decent points, I think he's gonna be at least in the top three as a finalist, if not the Calder winner. Because they'll take into perspective of the team he's playing on comparatively to like another guy that's playing really good right now is a Bowen Byram. 
Like mm-hmm. Cider's playing damn good and playing twenty minutes a night. Yeah, obviously he's not going to keep up the you know no, the but point and a half, point and a half a game. But you never know if that power play's clicking, dude. He might get yeah. ninety points this season. Yeah, I was really surprised. Like coming in, I didn't think how good <laughs> that move he had on the blue line in the power play. That was so silky. <laughs> oh, that was so nice. It's just it was nobody, on JT Miller too. Yeah, it's just nobody watches Red Wing games, so like. It's hard to like know how good like these. They got some natural like, coverage for the first two games though. Like there was a lot of like I know Chicklets was tweeting out. I know Sports yeah. and stuff. They're pretty active. I mean, well, when Bertuzzi's getting four goals, you better be like covering that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then Vancouver playing as a Canadian market, getting into it. Um, I think yeah. one of my favorite parts about that game was like rewatching it was when Rathbone, who looked very good in my opinion, when he scored that goal and how excited like JT Miller was, and then his his heart was just crushed when they called it off. Like yeah. that was so funny to me. Cause I was like, so yeah. annoyed by like how, like, I don't know, all the BS that was going on. I thought so it was, was going to be a goal. It, I, th- it, I didn't see the interference right away. So I was like, yeah. Oh, that sucks. I was watching like, in yeah, I was watching on my phone, like right after the ads in Griffin's game when we were walking back and mm-hmm. just like, I saw that. And I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we'll get into overall, like, I think that's a great weekend for Red Wings, like three out of four points and you get out shot like that bad. And like you, you're able to hold the lead for the second game. It's a great, mm-hmm. great weekend. Honestly, like if you would have told me three out of four points, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have believed you. Yeah. Sure. Agreed. Um, yeah. Grant, uh, Griffin's Admirals game in Milwaukee Saturday night. What are your thoughts? Uh, it was actually like. It started out like a pretty good start for the Griffins. Uh, they got in the power play like three minutes in, and it was a tic-tac-toe play kind of from Hiroshi to Pearson to Valeno. Valeno just buried it. Um, after that, shit hit the curb. They were down like five to one. The Admirals fans were buzzing. It was like they're – well, so, I mean, they're the farm team of Nashville. It's literally Nashville fans just telling Bradstrom he sucks, and I just feel so bad for Bradstrom. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to go out there and give him a hug. Like, I got these 10 little kids behind me just just repeating every, like, if I ever swear. Like, they're just repeating every swear I say. I had one kid behind me saying, holy shit. And the kid's, like, like eight. <laughs> I said, holy shit, when, like, Valeno made a move. Like, just, like, I was just, yeah. like, in shock. And then this kid, like, five minutes later, he said, holy shit, like, eight times in a row. I'm like, look what I did. So with 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 the the score was it more so like defensive lapses? Oh, so or? I can't name one defenseman that looked good for the Griffins last night. Um, I would say Bradstrom actually made some like ridiculous saves. He just had no yeah. goal. He had like no help. Like yeah, it was nice to see McIsaac though play. That was really like intriguing because That's I mean cool. all the injuries he's battled. Yeah, uh, Sabrango looked okay, but like Lashov looked like a cone. Uh, One thing Mur- I didn't see, Murphy oh, looked horrible. That's what I was gonna. Okay, play. that's who I was gonna bring up. He didn't. He wasn't at camp. No. I'm curious if maybe he's unvaccinated and they just said, well, "I don't want to deal with you." Maybe. That's. I'm curious, and they just didn't like. I know Eisman keeps things under wraps, so I was. Well, I mean, he was. They didn't say he was injured, or no not, one asked any questions. Not an NHLer, so why does it matter? Yeah, I know. I'm. I'm just. I'm trying to like speculate. Cause I'm like nobody talked about this ever, and like I know he was signed to like. He was defenseman of the year in the AHL last year. Yeah, but he's not, like, good. He's, he's just good offensively. No. He's good offensively, yeah. I'm trying to think of who else. Wyatt Newpower looked okay. Um, yeah. Who am I missing? Andy? 
Sabrango. I said Sabrango. Uh, I don't know. Someone else. But Is McCoskey play? No. Oh, Witter. Witter, yeah. McCoskey. He was like bouncing up and down between D and forward, though. Which he oh, should have just played D because I thought Witter played okay. And he probably yeah. would have helped on D. Um, that's, that's your boy, Andy. I know that. Uh, <laughs> 100%. That's my boy. By far the best player on the ice, which might not come as a surprise, but like between both teams, five on five and including power play and penalty kill, this guy was dominant and it was Joe Bleno. And like watching him five on five, he just out hustles everybody. He out muscles everybody and everyone's in his face, like trying to get under his skin. And like, I know he took one dumb penalty, but like he had two like sweet goals, um, and everyone after the whistle is just getting in his face and stuff. But I then, think if Lar- I think if Larkin is out long term, I think Valeno's up. I think so too. I think like it's fine if Rowney like plays like a couple games here and there. You know what I mean? Or like whoever like Giovanni Smith, like whoever's in can play like a few games. But if Larkin's out like let's say like three weeks, I think My Valeno's up. Biggest interest with that whole situation is like, do they keep Fabry on that first line then and move Valeno to wing? So I, I think know. you could you could do a bunch of things. Also, I liked Ernie. Like you could have Valeno in the third line. I like Ernie. Could do in the that also. Kind of like roll like way. almost th- three like even lines. Yeah. In a way. Um. Yeah. No, it's really good for Joe like to come out and just dominate like three goals into the AHL season. <laughs> three goals in two games. I also thought um, Bergeron looked good when the puck was on a stick, but man, he needs a lot of work on like defensively, and then like. They're misusing him so badly on the power play. I was getting really pissed off. What are they using lie. him as? A one on his one timer side. It's so oh, dumb. Yeah. Like I watched him all last year. I literally studied this guy. He thrives throwing passes, and he's throwing passes from his one timer side, which makes no sense. At least have him on his strong hand, and like throw passes to like Barber or something. I know Rossi's doing that, but yeah. For anyone like not picturing this, it'd be like if you're looking at the offensive zone. Bergeron's a left-handed shot, so he's on the left side of the boards where, like, he has nowhere to go to his left side, so he's easily, like, able to dish out to the middle of the ice with his, as he's left-handed. So that'd be his strong side. Yeah, instead so, he's on the right side. As... Where he has, to turn his, he has to turn his body to make a forehand pass. Because he's right. more of a passer. Instead, they're trying to get him. I mean, he probably had one shot on goal. He's not a shooter. No, he's not. I mean, but when he gets the puck in the offensive zone, he can just circle around everybody and makes everyone look mm-hmm. dumb. But there was a point where he got mauled by this guy early in the first, and I almost jumped the glass. Like, that's my boy. <laughs> he was getting late. He was late on the ice, just getting like punched. And then they finally threw him in the box. But his helmet he, fell off and everything. Like, he was just getting jumped. He had that sweet play to, was it, was it Spezia in the first game? That the he, first game, yeah. Spezia looked atrocious, but. <laughs> you, said, you said Kirill had a good game, too, right? Kirill had a really good game. He, that's, good. that's awesome to hear. He's so interesting because I, I guess seeing him in preseason, he looked out of place in my eyes, especially yeah, in the last in like the last couple games. But yeah, he, I mean, he's not fast, right? I mean, he's mm-hmm. kind of quick, and he's so deceptive. Like when he has the puck, but he finds ways to win battle. finds finds ways to win battles, and then he makes like these really nice passes, and like just sets up people. And like in the offensive zone, he's just like kind of a beast. And right. I noticed, like, he had trouble, like, breaking in pucks when he was up for preseason. And, like, he had no trouble doing that here in Grand Rapids. So, I see a lot of positives in his game. Well, considering he was a seventh-round pick and we're talking about him as, a like, possibly that, like an NHL prospect. Yeah. It says yeah. everything you need to know about how good the pick was. Yeah. 
Like even sure. like odds odds are he stays as like an NH, like an AHL scorer and like never makes the league. It's the same thing with us talking about Elmer Soderblom. I think Elmer Soderblom is actually an NHL player. Legit, he's a legitimate prospect. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said. Yep. Um. Yeah. Overall, like, what a weekend to be a Red Wings fan. Like this is the first time in a while, like we've had like this much optimism going into like a season. Like where you can look on the lineup and you can like point positives, basically every player. Like I think I think you can say something positive about every player that played in the NH- like in a in a game in the NHL this year or this season so far. In the first yeah, two, I yeah. I agree. Yep. Like you could That's you could point, point out you could say anything positive about every player, which is awesome because yeah. every every game last year was like, well, it sucked that Valtteri Filippo and Franz Nielsen were in the game. But yeah, this guy played good. No, I agree. I think um like you said, the only bad player on Saturday was. Like Lindstrom was specifically bad, and then the first game, I think, De Kaiser and Hironic were not great. But going to the second game, like everyone, like had bounce back games, or like they played good the first game. Mm-hmm. And you'll have games where you're not good, but absolutely, yeah, man. I thought, like you said, there's a positive in everybody's game so far, which and, is and even like a guy like Raymond, who, yeah, like the second game, he wasn't on his game offensively, but he still had that defensive game to him, right? Like. Thank you for for bringing this up because I forgot to mention like my favorite play from Raymond all game. Oh my gosh, that was such a nice play. So he chases Quinn Hughes in the corner, one of like the best young defensemen in the league, strips the puck off of him, feeds it out front to Bertuzzi who whiffs. Bertuzzi gets it back to Fabry, who tries tries again or no gets it back to Raymond. Then Raymond, Raymond, yeah. Then Raymond touch passes to Fabry who barely he almost scores. I actually. what? If if Larkin is her, I like the way that line looked together. That game, yeah. I don't yeah. know how much. It, that, I don't know how. Okay. I don't know how. Just, I don't know how sustainable it is, but I agree that like if we're gonna go based off of that game, I'm comfortable with them as a yeah. as a line. If yeah. that's a consistent consistent thing that we're gonna see from that that line for the time being, fine with it. It's also good going forward that like Fabry looked that comfortable playing center. Where like yeah. last year, I don't think he was as comfortable. So like yeah, if we go into if if we go into net, like let's say like Suter kind of like starts to taper off at center, you can throw Fabry there and you can have Suter play the wing. And I think Suter's looks really defensively responsible since starting the season. Yeah, again, mm-hmm. I think he's I think he's just quiet offensively. Like he hasn't been bad or anything. I thought he played fine on the power play too because they kind of like how they did it. I think he was kind of filling in for Larkin and they had Rasmussen in the net front. So, um, I, yeah, I thought he's been good. Like, I, I can't complain about anyone, really. Like, we have, we have options, which is ultimately what you want when you're good. And if Troy, Stetcher, uh, if Troy Stetcher isn't hurt, I would like to see him bounce in for Lindstrom next game. Yeah. I think that would be – I think that would be a good play. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but we'll see. Um, Andy, what you are going to say? Oh, just – so it's something that, like, you are just touching on what you are saying is – where we have players that can fill in and it works and kind of mm-hmm. cover like it, it just, it feels well, looks from the outside looking at it, it looks like uh, we actually have a team like that we can be proud of for one, but it's uh, like we touched on it. It's something we haven't uh, touched on a couple episodes, but it's something we haven't seen in Detroit in a while where, you know what, this player, this player's game's gone to shit here. He needs to move somewhere bang, boom, we'll fill someone else in, and it still works, and it's exciting. It's it's a good mm-hmm. – we have an excess of forwards, of, of talent, and it's a good thing to have, and it's exciting to see. Yeah, and absolutely. It's it's 
so far, like obviously small sample size, but it looks looks like we're on the uprise here. Yeah. Yeah. And if like we're off to this hot start and like keep this up for the whole year, like who knows what happens? Yeah, that's a thing. Um who knows? I think a lot of I think um a lot of teams will still kinda of overlook Detroit a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. especially to to start like people might take take note start might like, will start taking notice, but uh it's it's not gonna be like how it was last year, like okay, it's gonna be point night or it's gonna be it's going to be a, a somewhat easy win. It's not going to be the backup goalie. goalie. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to be the backup goalie playing the Red Wings every time. Yeah, exactly. And Curtis Vasilevsky. Right. Literally the only time we never, we've never, also we've never beaten Vasilevsky in his career, which is insane. That was yeah. the first time. I thought we beat him last year once. I thought. No, we never, we never beat Vasilevsky. Oh, and he didn't end up, we didn't end up beating him. He's undefeated still because we lost that game. We lost the yeah. game. Yeah. He's 13 and 0, I think, against the Red Wings. Yeah, I mean, he did like six. <laughs> but yeah, the one game we beat was Chris Gibson played, and Chris then Gibson two other nasty. times, two other times we beat McElhaney. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, obviously huge positives going out of this weekend and go coming into this week. We play Columbus on Tuesday. I don't know who else we play off the top of my head. I don't uh, play Columbus on Tuesday. Chicago on Sunday. Chicago's on Sunday. It's what Tuesday, time, Thursday, time? Saturday, Sunday. Chicago's at six on Sunday. Uh, I'm just trying to think. I might, I might miss that game. Why? I'm gonna be. I'm going to. I'm watching Bruins versus Sharks. One. Oh, that's p, right. One p.m. One p.m. We, we play Calgary Thursday. Montreal. 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 Ooh, so, Montreal. We'll be, we'll be missing Bertuzzi for Montreal. That'd be interesting how yeah, they run yeah, the lineup like that, that game. So if Larkin's hurt, Filano's definitely gonna be in the lineup on yeah. Saturday. Oh yeah, definitely. Because we'll be out two guys. Yeah. Yep, that'd be cool for him to play hometown. Oh, that yeah. would be nice. Hometown game for him the first time. Um, yeah, I think we can. I think we end it here. Um, uh, yeah, obviously huge positives coming in. I'm really looking forward to next week. Um, yeah, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, if you haven't yet, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify. Follow us on Twitter at TPL Pod. And just uh, yeah, maybe yeah, tweet at us. Let us know how we're doing. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for your support.